Hey guys, I'm Adam Rappaport, and this is the Bon Appetit Foodcast. All right, this week, we've got a whole episode devoted to everyone's favorite food, pizza. First up, associate editor Alex Delaney joins me to talk about the best slice in all of New York City. Delaney shot a video about a month ago in which he ate 23 slices in about 36 hours. Actually, it was more than that. He ate a lot more than 23 slices. We edited a few out, but we, he was in search of the best slice in all of New York City, and he went to all five boroughs, and it was a carb fest, uh, to say the least. And at the end, he reached a winner, which we'll share with you on this podcast, or you can go check out the video on our YouTube channel, part of Alex's series called Alex Eats It All. Uh, after that, Scar Pimentel uh, came by the studio. Scar is the owner and chef, uh, or actually, I would say head pizzaiola at Scar's Pizza, cool little joint here in New York on the Lower East Side, and senior editor Emil Stanek, a, uh, a Scars enthusiast, joins us to chat with him about why his approach uh, to cooking up pies and slices is so different from most other places in New York. Uh, however, before we get started, I want to tout a cool offer uh, for all you podcast listeners out there. We here at Bon Appetit are offering a one-year subscription to both the print and digital magazines for only $15. That's like not even a large pizza, basically. And if you sign up, you get a don't worry, eat happy tote bag, plus five downloadable PDFs featuring recipes for desserts, cocktails, and more. All you have to do is go to bonappetit.com slash foodcast to subscribe. That's bonappetit.com slash foodcast. All right, let's do this. Here is me with champion pizza eater, Alex Delaney. Okay, Delaney, it's um, 3.54 p.m., also known as snack o'clock here in yes. New York City on a Wednesday afternoon. I I really, really thought you were going to show up with a couple of slices of pizza. You know, I uh, I should have. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush there. I should have. Instead, I had to, I was literally watching you just eat. How many slices did you eat for this video? Uh, well, we'll get into that. But on YouTube, it says 23. Okay, it was closer to 30. Oh. Yeah. All right. So before we get into the specifics of you uh, eating, hunting down the best slice of pizza in New York City, this is part of a series of videos you've been doing called Alex Eats It All. Can you just like? Tell us about them a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this series that I do on YouTube, uh, our good friend Vincent Cross directs it. Um, I was never supposed to do this series. Our friend Andrew Knowlton was supposed to do this series. Wait, really? Yeah. The first episode is the Chicago-style hot dog. And I went to Chicago, ate a bunch of hot dogs, figured out which one was the best. Knowlton was supposed to do that video. Oh, I remember this. And you were like a last-minute sub. And at the last minute, he was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. So I went instead of him, but I had to leave uh, the next day to go to Europe for a vacation. And it put like a weird time crunch on the episode. So I was basically like, yeah, we can do this, but we have to film it all in one day. And that kind of created the the parameters for the episode. Oh, yeah. So, we were all, at, so yeah. it became like a challenge. It became a challenge, exactly. I mean, just the amount of sodium and everything else. <laughs> like, so how many hot dogs did you eat in one day? So we did 14 hot dog spots in 12 hours. What did you feel like at the end of that? Like a raisin. I was so <laughs> I was so dehydrated. It was it was atrocious, and I didn't feel. And I got on a plane and flew, you know, across you know across the globe. Which the next you even day, get like more dehydrated with even the weird more dehydrated. cabin pressure and everything. I was yeah, I was sitting on vacation, feeling just absolute like a pile of garbage, uh, <laughs> surrounded by my family, who's all like, "What the hell is wrong with you, dude?" Like, yeah, I just ate why twelve are your, hot dogs. Why are your ankles so swollen? <laughs> exactly. How many exactly. days did it take you to recover? 
it took me like a solid four to five days to feel right again. Which is right. not, yeah, I don't feel great about it. So you're like, oh my God, this is a great idea for a series. I'd love to do more of these. Yeah, well, I kind of just got roped into that. <laughs> Sorry, so so Hot Dogs was the first. What was number two? Yeah, uh, number two was I went back to where I was born, to Philly, uh, and did Philly cheesesteaks. Speaking of sodium and meat, Speaking again. Of, yeah, it's just like all the healthiest foods. <laughs> and I was 16 Philly cheesesteaks? That was 16 cheesesteak spots, yeah. Listen, I love Philly cheesesteaks. We have a great recipe on bonappetit.com for homemade ones, which... I've done that for a football game once or twice with our friend of the pod, Gabe. And it's like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever had. But after one of them, I'm like, oh, I'm done. Oh, it's you're not supposed to eat more than one. No. (laughs) Even like you're probably not even supposed to eat one. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then you did we flew you to Austin for breakfast tacos. Yes. Yes. Did breakfast tacos in Austin. We did. we did breakfast tacos a little bit differently. We did a standard taco at each, and then we did a specialty taco at each. So we hit 13 spots, but we did 26 Double tacos. Double Okay, yeah. cool. And tacos, they're, they're they small-ish, were, generally. It depends yeah. on how many bites you take. Yeah. Of everything so far, I think tacos was the easiest. All right. So, you, so you're by this time, it's like you're a prize fighter. You've had like your warm-up bouts. <laughs> now you're ready for like the big sort of Madison Square Garden oh, yeah. like heavyweight championship. You're doing the New York Slice. Yes. The hotly debated, highly anticipated New York Slice. A lot of pressure. Were you, were, you, were you a little bit nervous going in that like you could take some serious YouTube flack if you screwed this one up? Oh, yeah. Well, YouTube flack for sure, but also real-life flack. Because while we were going through this list, we're looking at all the places. We're narrowing it down. And Every single place on this list, I'm like, someone has already given me shit for either including or not including this place. And then we're doing research, and it's like, oh, the owner of L&B Spumoni Gardens was recently murdered because of yeah. that mob tie. And it's like, oh, shit, this is it this got, could get real. real. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, no, it's like, you know, a New York Slice is one of the most highly contested opinions yes. to hold, right? Like, It what is, is the best? it is. Genuinely iconic, which is a word that's thrown around a lot, but in New York Slice is. So, all right, so let's talk about before you and Vince, Vinny set out uh, on this journey. Yeah. Uh, what were the parameters that you set for yourselves in terms of choosing the place, in terms of judging the slice, what you would, what kind of slice you'd order, what kind of slice you wouldn't, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. So, in terms of the places, how we chose the spots, uh, we pulled all of our staffers, we got official recommendations from them, and then we kind of consulted one general knowledge of New Yorkers and two, other lists that other food media publications have so have kind published. of a consensus of these are the places yeah. that so people you talk start about. yeah so we started with we didn't include anyone on the list that wasn't either an iconic New York spot or a good spot yeah you know, so how the, many so the list was how many at first the list was thirty places wow and we went to thirty places two days though two days yeah you're, so that, you're more I'm mad, not gonna yeah now that you're a big shot like in your writer <laughs> it says all right this is over two days exactly yeah. I exactly. want sparkling water okay and then. Are we talking like slice? Are we talking Sicilian? Are we talking top? Like, what, what was that all? Triangle. It has to be a triangular slice. So, no um, grandma, no Sicilian. No grandma, no Sicilian, no whole pie. You can't yeah. show up to a place that doesn't just sell by the slice. Um, and then no toppings either. So, we're talking Ooh. dough, cheese, sauce. That's it. Pure. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. I have a couple. I've got. I got a okay. lot of questions here. Okay. Before we get into the specific joints, do you or did you ever reach for the? Uh, do you call them condiments or like top? Like you know, like the garlic salt, the salt, the pepper, the oregano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a. I'm a. I call those the table toppings. The table toppings. You, you know, like they're that. not. Yeah. They're not the topping you would request on the pizza. Yeah. But once you get to the table. Oh, I like that table topping. Yeah. So, what do you typically go for if you're at? I'm always a red pepper flake guy. That's like oh, to okay. me. That's the. 
you know, that's the Meryl Streep of of the <laughs> table toppings. <laughs> There's no one better. Yeah. Uh, red pepper flake. I also like on a white slice. I like cracked black pepper. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. Gives you like a little cacio black pepe. Pep- black pepper vibe. underrated as a pizza topper. Totally underrated. Totally underrated. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of oregano. Stay away from the parm because it's never good. No, no, no. It's never good. And stay away from the garlic salt. I don't need more salt on my pizza. I, I will say this. I like the garlic salt at lesser pizza places. Sometimes they, they need some help. It needs uh, a little, yeah. like, it needs a little bit the more flavor. It needs a flavor enhancer. Yeah, yeah. And sure. so I'll, I'll go with the garlic on, on that one. Sure. Um, okay, then also, the difference between, and this is something I'm pretty adamant about, a slice right off the tray as opposed to heating them, cutting the slice from the yeah. tray, the display pizza, and then throwing it in the oven to heat it up. Sure. So I was actually, it's funny, I was actually just talking to uh, Anthony Falco, who we just published a story about uh, on BonAppetit.com. He's kind of this, he used to work at Roberta's, he was the, the pizza czar, was his title at Roberta's, um, but he's now an international pizza consultant. And we were actual talking, job, by That's the way. his actual job title, yeah. which is amazing. Um, and also also amazing, when he was at Roberta's, there was the Millennium Falco pizza yes. name for him. Yes, which exactly. Which a very good pizza. Exactly. Um, but going back to, to, is it fresh out of the oven or if is it a reheat situation? One of the signs of a good pizzeria is that they don't have tons of pies out, right? Oh, so the, yeah, yeah. the odds of you getting a fresh slice are higher, you know, the fewer the pies that are sitting out on the counter. Yep. Um, it just means they're making more pizzas more quickly. This is what I prefer. I like because we've all been to those pizzerias. If you've visited New York or live in New York, you, there's some of those ones that have like 17 different ones and some have yeah. like broccoli on them and chicken parm and all these different toppings and they look very congealed as if you know they've made one of those pies that's been sitting there since 11 a.m. Yeah. and it's 9 p.m. now. I don't want that. I do want a relatively fresh pie, but I like it when they throw it back in the oven just for a minute to kind of crisp totally. up the bottom of the crust. Totally. Yeah, because sometimes they'll they'll – if they do a fresh pie, they'll kind of par bake it. They'll bake it like ninety five percent of the way there because they because knowing that they're gonna they're gonna reheat it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I like I like the reheat. It gives you the the crispiness on the bottom, and then it gets like a little extra color on the cheese too. Okay, so let's um, let's start talking specific specific joints. How do you want to sure. do this? Like day one, day two, like let's some do, some highlights from yeah, each day, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and I'll ask you about some specific spots. Like yeah, yeah. So you started day one. Day one was our Manhattan Manhattan and the Bronx. So we we did all five boroughs and we kind of split oh, it up. Okay. Two days uh yeah, Manhattan and the Bronx was the first day. And so for those of you who don't live in New York, and I know a lot of listeners don't, we yeah. get too New York centric on this show and was always reminding me, <laughs> sorry, but this is where we live. Uh you can drive from Manhattan to the Bronx. They just they yeah. very easily. easily going into the outer boroughs, you've got to deal with the tunnel or a bridge tunnel, or bridge, ferry. Staten Island yeah. is yeah, yeah. So it yeah. In, t- in terms of proximity and gettability easier to do those two together. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So we actually we started right uh right outside of the office at maybe the worst slice that we had all day. Uh but at Donna Bella Pizzeria. Yeah, which, I saw that. Like I'm like, what is you why, know what is who who suggested Donna Bella? You know why who is this loves Donna Bella no, is Emil Stonic. Oh god. Emil Stonic <laughs> but Emil loves all sorts of random Yeah. I don't want to say crap, but he's got, you know, he has, he, he has, he has low taste. brow taste at time to go for a yeah. snooty highbrow food guy. But I will say the thing about Donna Bella that is great is that you can get a Victoria lager there for like three bucks oh. and you can sit and have your pizza and drink your beer. So like, I like at the, 1130, yeah. sure, that's fine. Okay. 1130 p.m., yeah. Um, all right, so that one was like whatever. Right? It was whatever. But, so, but you know what? I like that because it's like the warm-up slice. Yeah. You, you, all right, at least got to get one under our belt so we can get rolling. Exactly. And we actually did – oh, actually, I should have said this. We also did Staten Island on 
on the first day too because we only had one pizzeria over there. So who suggested that? How do you get like a Staten Island? Yeah, not easy to get to. It's a yeah. whole other community over there. It is one of the boroughs, but it feels less like part of New York City totally. in that sort of bustling city sort of way. Totally. Um, yeah. So we, I mean, Staten Island people also will yell at you if you don't include Staten Island yeah. in oh, the boroughs. Yeah, sure. They're very prideful. So we, since we are already down here in Lower Manhattan, we thought we'd just take the ferry over, go to Joe and Pat's, which was one of the more interesting slices that we had. It's interesting super, meaning what? Interesting meaning it it definitely didn't fit the criteria for a new what I think of a, as a New York slice. Yeah. Um, but it was still extremely good. It was super thin crust, very like kind of small circles of uh, of mozzarella, but yeah. tons of sauce. Yeah, um, yeah, that one's weird. It was it was sauce forward, if you will. Very sauce forward. Yeah. yeah. So that's like a all right. So something like that is like you're like all right. This is a good slice, but it doesn't really qualify as a New exactly. York slice. Exactly. Yeah. There were and there were a couple of those yeah. along the way. But yeah. So we we ran over to Staten Island, went to Joe and Pat's, took the ferry back. Um, it was funny. People look at you really strangely when you're carrying around big, <laughs> big cameras yes. on a boat. Um, came back and then we went uh, over to the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We went to Scars, and obviously Scars on this same episode of this podcast talking about how he runs his shop. Totally. I know what the, what Scars thinks of his pizza. What did yeah. you think of his pizza? I I love Scars pizza. It's it kind of gives the perfect it it crosses the two schools of thought with pizza, right? A lot of people think, okay, there's this cheesy New York style slice that is kind of lowbrow, right? It's not that people are, people are eating this late night, drunk, whatever. And then there's this other idea of pizza that's kind of like the Neapolitan and people think of it more as, oh, there's, they're paying attention to ingredients and the pizza makers are artists and all this stuff. The best imported tomatoes. Exactly. Mozzarella. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing I love about Scars is that it takes that attention to detail and the attention to the ingredients and the process, but just applies it to the New York style of pizza. Yeah, So exactly. you get this middle ground where you have this pizza that you recognize as New York pizza, but everything is done just to a higher degree. Yeah, and so everything yeah. tastes a little better. Tastes cool. Yeah, and Scars also, I just love that place. It's the, a good place where you can go get you can sit at this cool old 1970s bar and get natural wine and exactly. hang out and get a slice. All right, so you get, yeah. that was a good experience. Yeah. What else? What are some uh, other highlights of, the, of day one? Other highlights of the day, I mean, we had to hit the classics. We went to Joe's in the West Village on, which I, on Carmine. Which I think is probably, in people's minds, kind of the reigning king of the New York totally. slice. Fair, totally. fair to say? That's what, whenever I mentioned that I was doing this to someone, people are like, oh, you're going to Joe's, right? Yeah. That was easily the number one. I guess what I love about Joe's... Um, is so it's it's in New York's Greenwich Village, just off Sixth Avenue, kind of on this funny side street that cuts off Sixth, where there's a Triangle Park. Yeah, it's kind of it's got the open air window to the sidewalk, so it's always like, come on in. You walk by yeah. and you're like, eh, okay, let's get a slice. It's the but like you can't walk by there at night if you're out. Oh no, and you've had a drink or two, like you're not not going to get a slice. There's no way. And, and also, also, also it's like three bucks. Like you're, it's yeah. three bucks, and it's like one slice. It's Thin pizza. It's, yeah, it's, it's not. It's yeah. not gonna. It's not the kind of pizza. It's not like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza where yeah. the cheese is just like pounds yeah. of cheese. So when you had it this time, when you were like judging it, did you eat it or did it taste any different than all the other times you've had Joe's? You know, it's funny. It didn't. Yeah. And I'm the, like at Joe's. I don't. I don't think they do a very good job with pepperoni. They kind of just throw the pepperoni on a plain oh, slice hate, and throw it. That's BS. That's total. No, you can't. Yeah. It has to be part of the pizza. When they put the to- the actual toppings on. A plain slice and call that a yeah. mushroom slice or a sausage slice. Like no, it needs to because you want all that fat sort of seeping into like totally. the, the pizza itself. Totally, it needs to start as a pepperoni pizza. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I always go for the plain slice there anyway. So I, I've eaten that slice many, many times. 
probably too many. But the whole thing there is that like it's the romantic vision. Yeah. When you think of a New York slice, it's 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 like you watch you a, think a movie and like that's where they go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, um, but it's that is a fantastic slice of pizza, yeah. unimpeachable. All right, so you yeah. had that. You Joe's did lives. that. Went around the corner to Bleecker Street Pizza, which is kind of like I always feel bad for Bleecker Street because it's like you're three blocks away from Joe's and you're a slice spot. Okay, everyone so, goes to Joe's. Well, yes and no. But eight, so Bleecker Street, um, which is around the corner from my brother's apartment on Barrow, which used to be my apartment. Uh, And I got married and had a kid and sold it to Andy. (laughs) But they do a really good slice. They do a great grandma slice there. Yeah. Um, And we talked about this. What I like about their conventional slice uh, is that that they do panko breadcrumbs on the bottom of the pizza. Some some pizzerias will do cornmeal, you know, a little, or sometimes flour. Yeah. But they do, so it gives it an extra little, like, like what is that weird little crunch that I don't know? It's an extra, like, textural component. And it's funny, when in this video also, we had other BA personalities come along and and guest review slices. And Andy Barragani was at Bleecker Street uh, when I was there. And we were both trying to figure out what it was because we had, I talked to Mm -hmm. you about the panko after the fact. Yes. And we were both completely stumped. It just yeah. no, none of us thought that panko would end up on pizza, but that texture was really yeah. nice. And no, it's, it's a nice touch. All right, so then then you headed up to one of my favorite pizza slices, weirdly, which is in Penn Station. Yes, uh, Don Pepe. Don Pepe's, yeah. It's like the Amtrak slice. It the, is the commuter slice. Uh, yeah, and you know what's crazy? I think I've I've eaten a slice from Don Pepe more more frequently than than any other slice in New York because I the first three months that I worked at Bon Appetit, this was like four years ago. I commuted from New Jersey into New York for three months and I you know I was crashing at an ex-girlfriend's house and I you know wait was she an ex-girlfriend then yeah so well she, she let was, you crash she was a, <laughs> well she was a year younger than no 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 she she was my girlfriend then oh she was your girlfriend yeah, okay I'm, that would be a little too much to ask a little too weird um but but I so I would be standing in you know in Penn Station waiting for my NJ Transit train to show up and be like I could yeah, really yeah, eat yeah. a slice of pizza right now. And to tide you over. To tide me over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, all right, so I was a bit Don Pepe. So Don Pepe is a thoroughly okay pizzeria. Yeah. But it serves a purpose. And what they do great is their sausage slice. They have that sausage crumble the on crumble. top. The crumble, not the slices or the long slices. And you hit that in the oven. You ask for it crispy. And the sausage is kind of fatty and glistening. And the yeah. bottom is crispy. So I don't know. I would never get a plain slice there. Yeah. But the sausage slice, like, that, like, when I go to D.C. on the Amtrak, that's I always get that to get me to D.C. And I, and I totally agree with you on the sausage too. Like if sausage is on pizza, it better be crumbled. Yeah, totally. I don't uh, want sir. I don't want circular sausage slices. On that. Okay. So, all right. So then, give me some some other highlights. Okay. Other highlights. Um, the place we went to in the Bronx, I had never been to before. I actually haven't I hadn't been to the Bronx in a couple of years. Um, but it's called Louis and Ernie's. Oh yeah. And this place was so bizarre because it it feels like. It's a, it feels a little more suburban. It was a neighbor. I forget the neighborhood in the Bronx that we were in, but everything's a little more spaced out. Air feels a little cleaner. It feels like you're kind of out of the city. Um, but the place itself is underground. It looks like you're walking into someone's house. So you walk. It looks like you're walking into someone's basement. You mean you walk a few steps down, sort of? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just felt like, oh, I'm I'm in my uncle's house right yeah, now. Yeah. Like it's it's the feeling is so kind of casual. But the pizza itself was amazing. The the sauce and the cheese—it was the right ratio. It was—it was dough that was perfectly crispy. You could tell they let it ferment for long enough. It was a really, really good slice of pizza, and I totally didn't see it coming. Um, and that—that that got kind of—that got kind of weird because it's like, okay, we're putting up all these iconic spots, at least in, in our eyes, against these places that people recommend. And I have 
an idea going into like Joe's, I know what I'm getting going into. Yeah. But these other places, I have no idea. Who tipped you to Louis and Artie's? Do you remember? I'm actually not sure. Vince put it on the list, okay. and and I had never heard of it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those things. It's like the surprise of a good slice yeah, kind of amazing. adds to the overall appeal. Uh, what about so you also stop by before we get to day two? Yeah. Um, you also stop by Patsy's Pizzeria yes. up in East Harlem. Yeah. Which is a fairly legendary spot. I want to say it opened 1933. Um, it's old, and that's one of the original. If you look in the sort of the triumvirate or so of New York pizzerias, like Lombardi's and Totono's. Yeah. And Patsy's and John's. Like, they have they have the, the clout. Yeah, they have the yeah. clout. Yeah. Uh, and also in a neighborhood now that what used to be primarily Italian, which is why Rayo's is also near there. Yes. Now more Latino. Um, but that's not, I think of it more of a pizza, sit-down pizzeria than a slice joint. I totally agree. And that's the like that's the thing we had to say about it. It's also the style of pizza is it's a cold little oven, bit. Right? It's coal yeah. oven. Yeah, so you get you get all that coal on the bottom of the pizza. Your hands are like just smudged yeah, by, yeah. The, by the time Love you're finished that. with it. But it is, it's the kind of pizza you want to sit down. It's... It's not totally crispy all the way through. It's a little floppy. Yeah, and that spot is the kind of place you want to eat. Exactly. Pizza at. Yeah. It's you know, it has all the old photos on the on the like really gnarly brick walls. It feels like it's been there for it, a long yeah. time. Okay, so end of day one. What time is it? End of day one. End of day one. We finished at like nine thirty. How many slices total did you eat that day? We did. I want to say we did. Sixteen. <laughs> what, what what beverages were you partaking in? Uh, I was at before and after every stop. I would do like half a half a bottle of water. Okay. So it was mostly water with a with a, a diet coke thrown in. Oh, you gotta like, have a uh, coke at some point. Oh, it, pizza wants soda. Did you at? Do you have Do you have any coffee at all during the day? Yeah, because I know how you like. Oh coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We stopped we stopped for coffee like three or four times. <laughs> oh my god, just to dehydrate yourself. Some it more. Was, uh, yeah, but it, I I was gonna fall asleep. You can't like eat. 16 slices of pizza and not be caffeinated. Okay, so you're going to bed, Yeah, presumably at your own apartment. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And you're like, I just ate 16 slices of pizza, four coffees, Diet Coke. Do you have any beer? No, no. no. Hell okay, no. Head up. I, you know what I did before I went to bed? I did have a glass of Amaro. A glass oh. of Amaro, <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, I have to wake up tomorrow and yeah. eat basically another 16 slices. Yep. How was your night's sleep? I mean, I slept well. I didn't wake up, but when I woke up, it was like, Oh, I've just been sweating yeah. all night. Oh no! All right. So it, what, yeah. what time did you meet Vince, and what time were you on the road? Uh, we were back. Day? We were back on the road at 10 a.m. the next morning. But we had to go to the new, you know, video studio in in Sunset Park. So I was leaving my apartment at like 8:30. Okay. Yeah. And then, so the first joint you hit up, and was it good? First, first joint we hit up, we went all the way out to Howard Beach uh, in Queens, out near JFK, and it was phenomenal. Oh yeah, so this talk to me about this place. I'd never so, heard yeah. of this place. So it's called New Park Pizza. Uh, it's out there. It's I you know I don't hang out in, in Howard Beach. <laughs> it's it's out near the Rockaways. I mean, not I'm, a lot of cortados. Not out there. a lot of cortados in Howard. Well, not that I know. Of. But you know who actually tipped me off to this place was my friend Faraday, who works at Vice. Okay. Uh, she's the she's the food director at the Vice Test Kitchen uh, for Munchies, and and she's like, hey, New Park Pizza is is my favorite slice in New York, and if you don't go. I'll be supremely pissed at you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, and we said okay, and it was actually on Vince's list too. So we were like, yeah, we need to go. It was it was phenomenal. It was a truly great slice. Did that was that the one that had a nice crackly crust and stuff? Or no, 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 that, no, no. Well, that, was, that was later in the day. Okay, yeah, yeah that was so, later. Yeah, in the so day. talk to me about New Park. How would you All right, describe so it? New Park is it's kind of in the way that Joe's is is you know that romantic ideal mm-hmm. of of a New York slice. It same thing, but their sauce was just 
perfectly tomatoey. The cheese was like a nice thin layer, crust super crispy, but also a little pillowy on the inside, right? Mm, you want that pillowy. that conversation yeah. between you the, want a crispy, the crisp yeah, and the pillow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, it, it was the perfect way to start the day because you had this, you, I had this, you know, idea of what an amazing slice was in my mind. It's like, okay, for the rest of the day, I'm comparing everything to this. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When was the last time you ate an entire large pizza by yourself? <laughs> like an entire delivery pizza by yourself? I actually don't think I've ever done it. Oh, really? I mean, not in one sitting. Like, I've ordered a pizza and, like, eaten some of it and then, like, thrown it in the fridge and then reheated it and finished it. But a large, like, eight slices? Wow. Yeah, I guess large, it depends. Like, different sizes. Like, what the type of pizza they have at the slice joint are pretty big. Yeah. You know, that's usually, yeah. a lot of times when you get delivered, yeah. Interesting. I really had Domino's for the first time, like, in 25 uh, years. I was down at the Masters at some okay. party at 1 a.m. Like, 20 pizzas showed up. Yeah. And I ate the whole, a whole uh, sausage Domino's pizza by myself, but it's like those aren't that big though. You know, they're <laughs> no, no, like no. the more like that's medium like a, small pizza. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like one of the like a like a Roberta style. Oh yeah, size pizza. That, like yeah. those are I personal. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This was more than personal, but I was it was one a.m. and I'm like I don't. So it was personal. Yeah, it's gonna get personal. All right, so all right, so it's a great experience in New Park Pizza out in Howard yeah. Beach. Um, from there, what was your next notable? From there, one? we kind of we moved all throughout Brooklyn and then up into Queens. So the next notable slice at that point was in Williamsburg. So two places actually very close to each other in Williamsburg: uh, Best Pizza and then La Industry. Yeah, that terrible, was terrible name for a pizza joint. What the, is, why, why? Why are you calling? I, a, what, what's a? Uh, uh, first of all, is it French? Is this? I don't, like what is? Why is it? <laughs> There was a whole there was a whole thing that got cut out of the video of me walking out of the place saying, I have no idea what this is. The pizza looks really good, but I have no idea what this name is. Am I in a French spot? Am I in an Italian pizzeria? I have no idea. And the pizza was like what? The pizza was phenomenal. Okay. It was like maybe in the top two doughs that we ate. Ooh. So they do a three-day ferment on their dough. Oh, I, wow. I learned this afterwards. Yeah. Um, so it has like all those amazing air bubbles in it. Mm. There's actually flavor to the dough. You know, you're yeah, not just yeah. tasting white flour. And that's I hate it. that. Uh, the yeah. random joint. Exactly. Yeah. And and the dough itself, like the minute you touch the slice, it crackled. It yes, was, that was, it was a lot. Yeah. phenomenal. But they did this really weird thing where they, when they reheat the slice, they throw another like. Wait, what was up with that? It, it looks like a uh, weird, it looks the like bad, uncooked mozzarella. Exactly. Stringiness on top. Exactly. You, Why would they do that? I have no idea. It looks like it. Someone started a Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah. On top of the terrible slice of pizza. move. I noticed that when I was watching the video. I'm like, terrible. what? What is that? It looks like, or it looks like someone took like ranch dressing and drizzled it. But yeah. no, it's just like cheap mozzarella. Uh, it's just uh, like uh, extra moss thrown on top. And I was so, I was so frustrated because if you took that off, yes. That could have, could have been, been a contender. That could have been a contender, and that was so we give we give. Well, that, oh, that was the name. Yeah, that, that was. was it. I yeah. called it the Brando slice yeah. because it could have been a contender. It could have been somebody. Uh, um, so talking about best pizza, is that yeah. also like scars, and that it's kind of a new school, old school combo? Totally, totally. Yeah. So best pizza in Williamsburg. It, it's run by this guy Frank Pinello. He's he's been in he's been in the test kitchen for yeah. a couple parties. He's cooked pizza at BA before, um, but yeah, he he kind of has he shares the same mentality that scars does that. You know the ingredient, the quality of the ingredients matter, yeah. and you can still have this New York style slice, but just kind of turn up the dial a little bit on the quality. But his his pizza, it's it's the it's it shows everything on that slice tastes good. You can tell 
their moths is made in house. It's still kind of low moisture leaning, yeah. which is what you want, in my opinion, on a on a New York slice. Yeah, you, you don't, don't want, want that where it leaches all the water exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. Dry and papery. Yeah, you want that pulley, stretchy yeah. cheese. Was this um, where Falco joined you? Yeah. So yeah. So my friend, my friend Anthony Falco, um, joined us there, and he kind of it's <laughs> it's really funny because. He's, you know, he's a pizza professional. He's the dude that it's we were talking his about. Job. Yeah, that's the guy who we were, we were talking about earlier. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, we've we've been filming this video for a day and a half. I've been saying all these things about <laughs> what the perfect <laughs> slice is, and then I'm like, oh shit, what if what if Anthony comes on here yes. and he just contradicts and everything I have to say? You have like, to go back and refilm everything. Exactly, exactly. But it was real. It was really funny because Vince was giving like before he's like. You know, he better agree with you. And I was like, yeah, geez, okay. And he did. And I was so relieved. Like, everything he came out saying, he's like, you want color on the bottom of the slice? Yeah. You want color on the crust? You want it to be crispy and chewy? You want to look for, you know, the clean flavor of the tomatoes? And I was like, thank, thank God. God. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Let's go get a Cortado. Yeah. Um, okay, so good experience at best. Yeah, yeah, very good experience. And then the rest of that day, what's The rest of that day, uh, we kind of hit a couple other... Um, Brooklyn spots, some in Park Slope, some kind of. Oh, you went to Defaras. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, yes. I, you were not as kind. I, I, let's talk to me about. To, all right, explain Defaras because this is probably the most, in the age of the internet, the most storied, yes. sort of praised, sort of idolized pizza place in New York. Totally, totally. And and it's it was Joe's and Defara. Those were the two places that people are like, oh, did you go? Oh, yeah. you got to go. I think Defara pizza is great. I think when I was eating it, was loving it. But to me, like that's not a New York slice. It cost mm-hmm. five bucks for a slice of pizza. I had to wait an hour. I waited an hour to get two slices well, of crazy. pizza. That's insane. But to me, like you know, the ultimate glory of a New York slice is that you can go in, you can pay three bucks, and you can be out in five minutes. Yeah. It's a. I want a yeah, slice. Scar, I'm going to get a slice. And the and the other half of this podcast, Scar has some opinions on on Defaro. And part of it is also just the theater of Dom himself being yeah. there and yeah, the, yeah, the ritual of it. Totally. Um, totally. It's also like that dude's getting old for sure. Yeah, that that dude's not getting old. That dude is no. Old. That dude okay. is old. That yeah. dude's old. <laughs> so I love the look of Luigi's with like this. So talk, I, I'm like, have I been to Luigi's? When I see that sign with the, like the light bulbs and it's like, ooh, that like that is a New York pizzeria yeah. to me. And I'm like, because I think I've been there, but I'm like, maybe I have been there. Like, there's a lot of times in New York you get a slice and you're not the um, at your most alert or memorable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can relate to that. So Park Slope, so, whereabouts? Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Luigi's uh, in Park Slope. It's the the vibe that Scars kind of tries to recreate a little bit. Yeah. That's Luigi's. Like when you walk in, it has like this, this like straight up 1970s. It feels like it's been a, pr- a pizzeria for 40 years because it has. And that's a really good slice. It has those kind of like flashing uh, bulbs that you'd see like on old Broadway, uh, you know, illuminating the outside of the sidewalk. It's a super cool spot. And their slice is really good. It's thin. It's crispy. It's It doesn't weigh you down. The ratio is good. You know, everything is good. It, it, it almost makes you want to live in Park Slope. It almost oh! makes you want to live in Park Slope. And you sorry, know, sorry, all my fellow parents out there, but couldn't resist. Yeah. I'm try- actually, I'm trying to think who. All right. Yeah. Two people recommended it. Emma Wartsman, who's sitting right over there, 
recommended that place, and then Andrew Knowlton also recommended oh, okay. that place. It's a really good slice. The, the you know it, again, it's like goes back to that thing. There was just like one little imperfection, and it's the cru- the width of the crust was just a little too wide. Oh, so too much crust. Too much crust to relative to the rest. Yeah, of the that slice. happens sometimes. Yeah. where it's like yeah, like it's like an inch and a half deep or whatever yeah. instead of just an inch or two inches. And exactly. It, you want some more cheese and tomato sauce. Totally. It seems like that would be easy to correct. <laughs> it it does you seem know? like that would be easy to correct. Easy to correct, but. I'm not the guy making pizza. No. So. What now? You're eating. And how many total slices? Day two. Day two, we did four. Uh, we did thirteen. We okay. went to fourteen places. We also went to Polly G's in Greenpoint. He's opening up a slice shop, okay. but it was not open yet. Okay. Yeah. Now, Vinny, your cameraman, who also does the Brad Leone, it's live videos. Yes, he does. Um, is Vinny partaking in the slices as you're doing it, or is he too busy being like a so tour he, guy? Yeah, yeah. So he's. He's while I'm eating and, and reviewing the slices, he's directing and producing and doing his thing. Getting B roll. Getting B roll. Gotta uh, have the B roll. B roll is important. Or so I've learned. Tell us the story. So so he's while I'm eating, no one else is eating, but after we, we finish the review, you know, the crew is the crew wants to eat the pizza too. Yeah. So it's like Vince will go in and get a couple slices and everyone will share or like maybe grab the last two bites if I didn't finish the slice. Did uh, they but were they ever like, "Oh, let's go get some sweet green or something?" And oh, like, yeah. oh, there's so one of our camera guys, Kevin, who has shot he shot every episode of of the show so far. Uh, he is very big on he calls them nutrient breaks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, we're not eating we're not eating healthy food. And no. Kevin Kevin requires at least one juice a day, usually oh, two. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Does yeah, he so, make you tip partake? Oh yeah, no, I yeah. will one hundred like because you know there's a point in the afternoon where you're like my body is telling me to yeah. stop. I yes. need to put something good inside of it. Uh, but yeah. Bon Appetit is telling you to continue. Yeah, the the boss man. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll stop. We'll stop and we'll get a juice. Or Are we'll you stop more of a we'll green a juice guy or a beet juice guy? Green juice, totally green juice. I like I like a nice gingery mm, gingery yeah, green yeah. juice. Yeah. Any other highlights for day two we need to know about? Uh, oh yeah, spot in Astoria that I had never heard of before called Rosario's. Okay. It's this. Uh, it's kind of like an Italian deli. Almost. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, um, that they, you walk in, they have like all of the crazy, obscure dried pasta shapes that yeah. you've never seen and before. All the jarred, yep. condimenty, exactly. Jarred like, tons of red, yeah, red peppers. All the tinned fish. Like you can get it, some mortadella there if you want. You can one hundred percent get mortadella there, which. I probably should have. Mortadella mm-hmm. is like one of my all-time that favorite things. That was the best thing ever. But their slice was amazing. It was, it again, it wasn't really a New York-style slice. They make their own mozzarella uh, at yeah. the deli. So it was fresh mozz, which, you know, it gives more moisture to the slice. It dilutes the sauce a little bit. But it was like $2.50, super crispy, really good dough. And the cheese was just like, you know, you get that fresh, milky mozz taste, which, again, not a New York slice, but really, really good slice. And it's right off, it's like off the last stop of the NRW, the I guess it's the Astoria Dittmar stop. Yeah. Uh, so like you can just walk off the subway, and directly into the deli, which is kind of dangerous. If you it's kind of one of those things that like you're going shopping to get some peppers and mortadella, and you're like, oh well, all right, I might as well get a slice yeah, while I'm here. Exactly. Like and that, uh, the, might as well slice. I'm gonna start pitching that to my bodegas. I was like, hey, you guys should start making <laughs> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right, day two. What time did you wrap up? Uh, we wrapped up a little bit earlier. We wrapped at like eight thirty, I guess. So right. still not early, but oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so so you've you've over the course of two days, you've eaten thirty some slices of pizza, yeah, bunch of coffee, some coke, all that sort of stuff. 
did you immediately know I've got my top three, or did you have to like sit down and sort of debate? And did you talk to Vince about it? Like, what was the, the decision making process as you reveal your top three slices in all of New York City? Yeah. So, like, as as you go, you kind of keep a power ranking in your mind, mm, right? Like, okay. there's there's a okay, these are maybe not the top three, but these are the the five slices that I'm still thinking about, yeah. and that ultimately comes down to. What am I still thinking about? There are some slices you forget immediately, or some you know versions or places you you forget immediately, but the good ones are the ones that you're still like, oh yeah, I'm still comparing the slices to that, or I'm still thinking about. I, I could go for another one of those. Are you the type of person like, so let's say you have several, you're at a place where you have a pizza in front of you. Yeah. Are you the type of person who will eat the pizza and then leave some of the crust, or do you always finish the crust? Be honest. Oh, oh, okay. I I have very strong opinions about this. If you don't want to eat the crust, you don't have to eat the crust. You okay. should you should want to eat the crust though. That's the sign of good pizza. If if you get to the crust and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna eat all of this. So you're saying if you're eating mediocre pizza, yeah. you're like, I don't need to waste my calorie and stomach space. No, exactly. I will save it for beer. I don't need to have this random. <laughs> exactly. Thing. However, if you're really hungry, what I like if you have like the mediocre pizza, yeah. but you have a side of ranch or blue cheese, then yes. you can take the mediocre yes. crust and, and dip it in yeah. there, and then all and of a sudden it. it becomes that much better. I have I've over my 25 years on this planet, I've I've developed a, uh, a technique that I call the crust taco, mm. and this is like the solution for mediocre crust. When right before you get to the crust, you leave a slice of pizza with sauce and cheese, or a section oh. of the pizza with sauce and cheese on it, and, so then, and you, then you, you fold, fold it that in, over into the crust, and then, and then you eat it the other yeah, way. You, exactly. You shovel it into your mouth. Look, exactly. Like um, okay. Yeah. All right. So I feel like we could go on forever. All right. So you you got your thing. Top three. Hit us. Okay. Uh, sitting at three was best pizza. The spot I went to with Falco. I mean, again, when you use better quality ingredients, you can notice. Instantly, isn't that funny? It's supposed to be because, like, in all the rest of cooking, like we know that we talk about like in-season ingredients, yeah. in-season vegetables. We talk about good beef and obviously quality seafood and how that's you always should do that. And for some reason, with pizza, we're like, oh, you can just use you crappy, just use you know, crappy sauce and random fake yeah. mozzarella. And it's it's the people that take a minute and are like, oh, but what if we didn't? And yeah. what if we use the good stuff? And again, you can you can tell instantly. Um, and that's the thing, you know, we we always talk about uh, Pizzeria Badia. Um, in Philly. In Philly. Well, actually, they just closed yep. to, to remodel um, and change spaces, I guess. But his whole thing was that, like, you know, when people ask where his tomatoes were from, he's like, oh, use Jersey Fresh Tomatoes because they're right here. And I know, you know, they pick them when I want them to be picked. Yep. It's just the it's the attention to things like that, um, that most slice spots, you know, don't no. don't really pay attention to. Um, yeah, so best pizza, best pizza was number three. Number two was New Park, yeah. Howard, Howard, Howard Beach. Beach. Yeah. Now you have a reason to go to Howard Beach. Exactly, I did. I did not think there would be something that I would be emotional, emotionally attached to in Howard Beach, uh, but there is. And you know that that was, it was funny because in my mind it reminded me so much of the Joe's slice, but the sauce was just a little bit cleaner, a little bit more tomatoey. The cheese ratio was perfect. That was like kind of the nod to the. The old school New York slice, because best it has that new that, that new school yeah. attention to ingredients. New Park was like this is just a New York slice, yeah. but executed perfectly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, at number one, your favorite slice of pizza in all five boroughs of New York City. The Scars Pizza on the Lower, oh, wow. on the lower East Side. <laughs> Which, when Scars is on the other half of this podcast, he was unaware of this. It, yeah. it, it had not yet been uh, decided. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's funny. I, I walked into – well, for, first I'll, t- I'll tell you why Scars, in my opinion, was the best. 
that attention to the detail that I was talking about with best, it, it's the same exact thing there. Scar, he mills his own flour in the basement of Scar's, which, you know, he doesn't advertise that at all, which I think is amazing because it's, you know, it shows humility. It shows respect yeah. to the fact that pizza's for everybody, right? Yeah. It's not this exclusive, doesn't, elusive doesn't food thing. It doesn't need to be, quote unquote, artisanal. It can no, just be good. It can just be good. And you don't need to shout at everyone, hey, guess what? I'm milling my own flour. I'm, I'm using better ingredients. You can just do it. Yeah. And that forces other people making pizza to make better pizza because you're just doing it and you're raising the bar. Um, but that, I mean, their sauce is just exactly how I want pizza sauce to be. It has that, you know, acidic flavor. If, if you're not getting acid from yeah. from a slice of pizza, it's probably bad tomatoes. Uh, and it's not that sweet. The only sweetness in it is from the natural sweetness from the tomatoes. And then the cheese they use, high-quality cheese, their dough, obviously, that, that freshly milled flour gives really, really nice texture to the dough. Um, and again, it's just like it's, it makes you excited about pizza. It gives you, it gives, it tongues at the heartstrings with the nostalgia of pizza, but it also makes you excited for the future of pizza. It makes me want a slice of pizza right now. Exactly. But you didn't bring one. I yeah, I messed up. <laughs> oh. I messed up. Um, I, you can't force me to buy more slices <laughs> after eating 30 of them. Uh, I'm taking you, a break. Do you, um, to tease the listeners, uh, A, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for eating 30-some slices of pizza. I do it for uh, you. For the job. Very fun video. You can watch it right now on the Bon Appetit YouTube channel. Um, do we know what the next Alex Eats It All will be? I am headed to Buffalo, New York next oh, week. Oh, yes. For wings. My wife's hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, can I'll I, get can, some. Can I suggest a pro move sometimes? Yes, please. If you're in the places that are... You'll be going, I'm sure you'll go to Duff's and Anchor Bar and all that, but like some of the less ones you're not quite sure about, my wife will, she'll always do extra crispy light sauce. Because like the, if you ever go, that's actually more of an out of town, not Buffalo. I think in Buffalo, yeah. the quality is pretty consistent across the board. If you're in some random place, like typically they put way too much sauce on. You don't want them and they don't And they don't fry them deep enough so that yeah. you get not crispy, too saucy. That's the opposite of what you want. Yeah. I think in Buffalo, they generally know what they're doing. And to, you, to your point about, how scars sets the bar they set the bar pretty high in buffalo yeah. and like everywhere you go I, i'm always pretty impressed and you know i've i've never been to buffalo before so this <laughs> is what, i'm like going in eating wings and getting it that's my game plan <laughs> all right alex delaney thanks so much thanks for having me on adam so scar when you opened scars what was the kind of place you were looking to open well, the kind of place I was looking to open uh when i came up with the concept originally was something along the lines of this is like probably like seven or eight years prior to me opening up the shop. I wanted to do a New York slice shop. That's what I really wanted to do, like a traditional spot where kids could come in, get a slice, something that's um, where the point, uh, whether, how do you say this, the price point was achievable for anyone, so, meaning that anyone from any walk of life could come in and just get a slice of pizza. Well, before that, even my first concept was I wanted to do a wood-fired pizza. I was like, you know what? I didn't grow up in Italy, so I didn't want to do a wood-fired pizza. <laughs> That went out the window. Then the second thing, uh, we, which actually almost came to fruition, was about seven years ago. We looked at a spot where Butcher's daughter is. So the landlord, the previous landlord of the space, he lost, somehow he lost the building. I don't remember the specifics, but he lost the building, so we couldn't sign the lease with the guy. So I, I dropped that project. What it was going to be was a grilled, we were going to do grilled pizza. Like on a grill? like We were going to build uh, what those chefs use now. Mm -hmm. Like those oh, Hertz. the grill works ones? Yeah, or gonna, uh -huh. yeah. Before it was like right when Grillworks first started, so we were going to use the Grillworks to grill all the pizza on that, do it on wow. the line. 
That would have been kind of cool. Wow. You can still keep that idea. I know. I shouldn't have it's said like, that. Should I cut I this? I should have this. Emma, edit that out. <laughs> no, nah, you can put that up there. It's fine. <laughs> then um, after that fell through, I uh, was with a buddy of mine who opened them. It's, it's the only pizzeria that serves deep dish pizza in New York City. Oh, I, I actually went got – so Emmett's is down in Soho, and I went and got some. They do good business there. They do great yeah, business. packed in there. I think they get a bad rep for no reason. I think the pizza's actually for someone that grew up. Scar, in New York, I didn't say they had a bad rep. No, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know you didn't, but a lot of people say they like. Really, you like that place? I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. I feel and, like for a lot of New Yorkers, like the Chicago deep dish, it's just is a like, mind thing. It's weird. Yeah, they're like, this is lasagna. Like, yeah. what is this? It, but it, it, it's more pie than pizza. Yeah. But no one knows. Like the thing is too with Chicago pizza, it's like everyone assumes that they use garbage, which they actually do. I'm not gonna lie to you. They do use most places do use garbage. But Emmett actually uses good stuff. Yeah, for to make his pizzas over. I mean, it might, might not be your favorite style of pizza, but at least he uses good sure. stuff. Sure. Yeah. So. Well, I feel like that's the kind of the interesting thing about your spot is like you know you look at New York and you've got on one end you've got like slice shops, the dollar slice, like whatever, which are like using bad ingredients but are like kind of these quintessentially like New I mean, York they institutions. Use, they use the absolute worst kind of ingredient. You can, I don't know. I'm not even sure it's F, if it's FDA approved. It's like. Well, what, so what do you get? I mean, what are you getting when you have that kind of pizza? Probably they get the cheapest tomatoes possible that come in a can. The cheapest ones. They, I don't know if they pick them up at Restaurant Depot or they get it from a distributor. Are they even buying tomatoes or are they buying just like the cans that say sauce? I on think them? they they. They're not buying. They're definitely not buying tomatoes because that would cost more in labor in order for them to mill it, rice it down. So I'm pretty sure they buy the sauce. They water it down more to get that orange color to it, so they mm. can spread it out more. <laughs> the cheese they use, it's basically, they, it's I don't know if it's even labeled as mozzarella, but it's like a cheese product. It's like oil. It's basically yeah. oil product. It's, it's not fat. even. It's just fat, like cheap f- oil fat. And then the flour, it's either tapioca or not even, I don't know. To be really? Honest. Yeah. That, like, that's like to stretch stretch the flour a little correct. bit more? It's not even, I don't even think it's 100% wheat, to be honest with you. In my in my research of dollar pizzas. Right. So meanwhile, you're like, all right, you, you started to think healthy-ish and you well, were like, so. Emmett started, Emmett actually mm-hmm. gave me the idea. Emmett goes, this is when he was still building out Emmett. It was like four or five years. I was already in motion with opening up just a regular Slice shop, my concept, but not using healthy ingredients at that point yet. I wanted to, but I didn't know how to really do it. And then Emmett was eating a burger, and he was like, you know what? Why do people need to eat? He, he put it in my – he just planted the seed in my brain. He was like, why does a hamburger need to be bad for you? Why does a pizza need to be bad for you? Why does any of the – what people consider bad foods or fast foods need to be bad for you? And then just struck a chord in my, in my head. I was like, he's right. I could actually – why does pizza have to be bad for you? It doesn't need to be bad for you. Right. So then I just started going into research, reading about Chad Robertson and Tartine, his book. Online, though, I didn't. I haven't bought his book. <laughs> I met the man. He's a great guy. I haven't bought his book. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Chad. And reading Don't about. Don't worry. Plenty of other people have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I steal it from other people. And then um, I started reading about Bianco as well, Chris Bianco in Phoenix, and what mm-hmm. he does, which is which is amazing. I mean, you know, him growing his own produce and you know using organic product. In my mind, I was like, how could I go further than that, f- further than them? So then I started doing, reading more research on wheat, where it comes from, basically how, they, you know, Zero Zero flour comes from, where All Trumps, which is a popular brand here, a type of flour, bromated flour, started doing a lot of research in bromation, you know, bromated flowers and stuff like that. I mean, just took off from there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's like you got the, the slice shops mm-hmm. using bad ingredients, You've got the kind of higher end, the like Neapolitan style shops, the like 
places that are super precious about and super like vocal about their ingredients. They're like, oh, we're only using blah 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 flour, we're only using blah blah blah. We're not going to cut our pies, so, that kind of thing. And then so then you're right, kind of in this in this middle where it's like you're styled as the kind of slice shop where you can roll up on your skateboard, pop in, get a plain <laughs> slice and a, like a cold beer and leave. You know, a lot of people who come in don't even know that you're using those ingredients, which I purposely right did, exactly. So. Yeah, okay, all right. So I, if if I may interject because you took me to scars for the first time and like i had a, a no idea what any no a, one does not even the first inkling that you what you were making the pizza with the, the what i noticed which i think a lot of people do was like whoa whoever designed this place is really smart because it feels like i'm stepping into like brooklyn circa 1977 or something with the wood paneled walls and the little like you know, Formica sort of style booths and like the cool like little things like the bar sort of little clocks and shit on the wall and like it feels like a freaking time machine in there. Yeah. What, who or what was behind? How how did you nail that? And there's yeah, so you, the, the the slice part of the establishment is in the front, and you got the little bar and the ta- and the seating in the back. When I first came up with the concept, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to promote. I knew I already knew I wasn't going to promote it, so I was like, well, I got to come up with another form of income in order for me to keep myself open at least the first two years. While I try to, because the thing is, too, I've never, the way we do our pizza, no one in the world has ever done it and serve it by the slice. So I knew that going in there. I was like, you know what? I'm going to risk it, whatever. It is what it is, but I need to figure out another way to make income in order to pay the bills, obviously. That's why I chose Chinatown, and that's why I I knew the rents were lower in Chinatown. I wanted to stay in Manhattan. So I went to Chinatown, found the space that was cheap. I I was like, you know what? At first, it wasn't going to be a bar. It was, we didn't, the guy, my landlord wouldn't give me the basement for whatever reason. So when we we signed the lease and we started doing the build out, he came to me and said, "Do you want the basement?" Which was a lot game changer right then and there. I was like, "Yeah, perfect." And gave me the basement. So then at that point, I was like, "You know what? Now we can actually do a bar in the back and let's do a slice. Let's do slices in the front." It was to be honest, it was just a money thing to put the bar in the back just okay, to keep us alive. But who who designed the place? I did. How, so how me did with you... some, mostly me with some input from a couple friends, but mostly me. But it's really hard to make a new place look old. And even the sign out front, we had a great piece on Healthy-ish last week that Priya Krishna, one of our writers, uh, wrote. And it's one of those old school signs that she says she walked by like four times not noticing the place because <laughs> she was looking for like a new pizza place. And it didn't even, and, she, and, and, your, and your sign and your restaurant, the spot out front looks like, oh, that, that's only been there for 40 years. It looks like, every, no one believes this, we put everything from the floor to the ceiling, the tiles on the floor to the drop ceiling. So that's all brand new. Everything's brand new. Yeah. Because, like, I totally could have, like, you could have convinced me that you, like, that was, like, a turnkey space that you were just like, all right, like, this is it's a pizza, like, New York pizzeria. I learned a lot. Like, I learned, um, like, I, I think I have good taste in, in architecture. Apparently, like that. yeah. <laughs> I would assume. Like, people look at me, they don't think I do, but I, I do. A lot of that influence comes from, like, growing up in New York, you know? You've got some very nice Jordans on today. I noticed that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of a kind, but <laughs> One of get, a... get from a friend. Are those number twos or what? what no, the, threes. Threes, sorry. The don't. Justin Timberlake threes. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I think that is, it feels like, you know, your shop, to me, feels like kind of the slice shop upgraded not just yeah, in terms of the quality of everything exact, but, but exactly the fact that right. i can go into the back like there are a lot of you know like there are a lot of times i come in I, i'm just there to drink like i yeah. want to hang out the vibes are really good there's like great we got, music we got playing. a full liquor bar now too so. i heard yeah. i heard that Wait, what we got approved for full liquor so now oh we have, really yeah. but it's like you know there aren't that many places there are exactly zero slice shops in new york where you can go in get like a really good bottle of natural wine for not that much money sit at the bar 
you get hungry in like half an hour, go get a slice of pizza. It's like it's like pizza top. When, yeah, when did so when did the natural wine thing come into play? For it you? all comes it all comes into play for me growing up. Like I said, working in all these spots, going to spots like I, during the whole transition from all the you know I don't want to use this term, but like all these hipster restaurants coming into the city, introducing natural wine, introducing organic wines and stuff. I just I just you know I was just drinking wines full of sulfates and preserves. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I like burgundies too that yeah, are old. Sure. But I was like, wow, this is a different world for me. But I feel like that's like the thing that's cool is like, you know, it's one thing to be kind of your like Dan Barbary sort of like we're doing all of these different things. We're using these ingredients, talking about it a lot, whatever. And that place, I think for all of that, sometimes that kind of place feels less approachable to people. But you have this for you keep, you know, so you got to keep things, certain things safe and consistent for people in order to introduce them to like what it means to be using good quality ingredients, why you shouldn't be drinking wine with sulfites in it, like blah, 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 like all of that. It's like you might have customers who come in, you got to make them regulars first, and then they can be like, Scar, why is your pizza so much better than the place down the street? And it's like, well, I'll, let me let you in on a little secret. It's because all my ingredients are better, and that's why you're going to pay mean, 75 the ingredients, cents more. Like I said earlier, the ingredients we use at the shop, it's no one in the world is using what we're using in terms of from top to bottom, from the sauce to the crust, to the cheese, the dough that we, I mean, it took, probably, I mean, completely, to be completely honest with you, it took me about nine months after we opened in order for us to get it consistently good. It's interesting because the shop is sort of operated on two levels. On, on one, there's like the high sort of, I don't want to say high-minded, but, you know, it, the informed level of like what the ingredients are, the natural wine, this and that. But then you also said, I want to make sure the, the, the shop is really approachable. A kid can roll up on a skateboard and buy a slice if he wants without knowing or caring about any mm-hmm. of this stuff. So how did you go about in terms of just setting the price for like a plain slice? And, and how long did that take to figure I mean, out what you could charge while still attracting neighborhood people but also making a profit? Honestly, to this day, we still we make it a little, but nothing crazy. Like even mm-hmm. the first year we were open, we didn't we were, we were not in the red, but we were breaking even for the first year. We've been open two. We just turned two. First year and a half, we were breaking even, and it was all due to the bar sales. To be honest yeah. with you, and it, it's tough. It's a tough balance. Like it's a slippery slope because a lot of people don't want to pay more than three dollars for a slice of pizza, no matter what. And New, especially in New York, no matter what. But you can understand that. Are. Growing up, you weren't. Where did you grow up? You grew up in. I grew up in uptown, in okay. Queens, Long Island City, in uptown. Okay, yeah. So. I mean, when you were 20 years old, were you going to pay a lot I mean, for a I've slice? Never, I never paid a dollar for a slice in my life. <laughs> it was never a slice. I'm 38. I've never been. I was like, I don't remember ever being a dollar. I remember my grandmother giving me $3, and it was enough for two slices of cheese, and then that was it. It was like $1.50 when I was a kid. What was yeah. the best pizza you had growing up? Where would you go with that, that you knew? Sal and Carmine's. Mm-hmm. It used to be on the Upper West Side. It was amazing. When I, for me, it was I mean, honestly, every almost every pizza by the slice back in the day was at least extremely good. Some were amazing, but by the slice, it was they were all really. Good. I mean, if you had a bad slice shop back in that era, they would you would it would be out of business in no time. So is that and it it the, the kind of like declining quality that you've seen? It sounds like you know over the last few decades. Like, is that just were those in, were the bad ingredients just not there for those places? Like, were the corners not no, there to cut or I, like? I think. I think it's a combination of the guys got old, they wanted to get rid of it, the kids didn't want to take it over. Most of the kids, most of the grandkids or kids didn't want to take over the shop. Sure. They saw it's a lot of work. It's not easy. To most owners back in the day too were working their shops as well. Right. So it wasn't it wasn't an easy job. So the kids saw that. They were like, Why am I gonna bust my bust my ass for like to make a couple dollars? 
when I could actually rent the space out and get ten thousand a month for it, and not right. have to lift a finger. Yeah, I mean, that's like a classic generational thing. Like, yeah, you, that's what they all. Your, they, immigrant, your immigrant dad works yeah. his ass off, so you can go to college. So gets, then you yeah. become a real estate guy, and, you, and yeah. they buy most of the pizzeria owners bought their buildings where they're at too. Yeah. Old school pizzeria owners. Right. All right, so I'm curious about some. Sorry, let's talk about some slice joints. I want to get sure. your thoughts. All okay. Right, so let's start with the obvious one. What's your thoughts on Defara? Overhype. Overhype. Why? Yeah. He doesn't use good ingredients. I think people just fall in love with the hype of, you know, imagine you're, you're, you live in Chicago. You grew up in Chicago, wherever you grew up, in the Midwest sure. or the West Coast. You come to, you hear of the far. You come, come from New York or come, move to New York or visit New York. You wait in line for three hours, four hours. Just to, it's just the thing of an old man, 90-year-old guy still yeah. making pizza, cutting basil on it, no matter what the kind of basil he's using, <laughs> or no matter what kind of olive oil he's using, no matter what kind of flour he's using. And the other thing is, what you bring out, if, if you wait in line three hours for something, whether it's Franklin Barbecue in Austin, you've invested a lot. You want it to be good. Because you, you don't want to feel like a jackass. You don't want to feel like a jackass, no. Hunger is the best sauce, you know? Yeah. But I hear Ooh. Franklin Barbecue is amazing. Everyone it says is. it's amazing. So. It is. Yeah, it's, worth, it's like <laughs> one of the few places in the world that's worth to the two to three hour wait. <laughs> What about Joe's on Carmine? I used to work at Joe's. Okay. If it's a regular New York slice, it's it's still the best. Honestly, it's the best one. This is plain cheese slice. I mean, I'm not saying they use the great ingredients either, but if you want like a plain cheese slice, I think I still think it's the best. You know what's also like the best sauce, Emil? Mm. Like six beers before you go there at 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, you know, like remember when, when Mission Chinese first op- opened on Orchard and yeah. it was like every single like New York like – dad restaurant critic was like this is the best restaurant i've ever been to they're like i waited four hours drank like six <laughs> beers and had my meal at midnight and there was like loud rap music playing and the music well, people, was the food was really spicy it was the best night of my life and okay like, as a right. as a dad i resent that but, but it's true but yeah at the beginning danny was he's had a keg in the front and they're like yeah you can have free beer while you wait i'll be honest with you the beginning Orchard, um, Orchard Street. When he was on Orchard Street, it was great. I thought it, it was, was great. Fun. It, was it was amazing. Fun. No, but the food was great. The yeah. food was amazing. I thought it was delicious. It was basically it turns out to be not legal and even they had to <laughs> no. close and, re- and relocate. But it was it was a it was u- unique fun time. All right, Prince Street Pizza. It's over. It's like, <laughs> it's yeah. like they use. I mean, I can't eat like to be. It's my. Per- I grew up in New York. I'm not saying it's like a, someone that's hating on any one of these guys. It's just like, the ingredients they use are not yeah. great, and it's like my. Bo- it's like. For lack of a better term, like every time I eat that stuff, it's like I got to use the bathroom right away. So it's like, <laughs> I feel like Prince Street, which I remember going to back in the day um, when I was young, would go out and stuff. But like, and then at some point, I don't know if it was on what some Food Network show or internet stuff, you just started to see these lines out front. Of they came out of nowhere. Yeah, and I'm like, this they came the, out of nowhere. I'm like, this is the same <laughs> place that I go for to. Them, and you would just <laughs> walk right in. But you know, in, enjoyable. It's not. It's like they're not. I'm not saying they're bad. These old schools. Yeah. they're not bad. It's just. They're way overhyped. I don't understand the hype over these things. Over these, if they were, if these places were open 10, 15 years ago, they would they wouldn't they would they would pop maybe be open, but they wouldn't have line. There's no way they would. And it's not it's not because of social media. It's because all the other pizza places back in the, back in that era were really good as well. Right. So there's more competition. So like so it sounds like you know it's like not only did a lot of the slice shops decline in quality, but a lot of them just closed. So they're just a few, lot of them closed. Like they're just few. a lot of them. They sold to other people. A lot of they, right. a lot of people that are making pizza now should not be making pizza, no right. matter how popular they are. And I well, think, you just buy the rest. You buy the whole restaurant. You buy the name. You buy the reputation. Whatever, and then yeah. you're like, oh, I can make this profitable. It's well, pizza's watered down as a whole in New York. It's right. not good. It's really. I mean, I don't, there's only a handful of spots that are really good. Can we talk about toppings? We can talk sure. about toppings. All right. If, when I say, oh, I want a sausage pizza. How do you like your sauce? In what format? What form do you like the sausage on the pizza? 
I like it raw, crumbled on, and cooked with the pizza. That oh. way, all the fat and all the stuff mm. just leaks into. I think the crumble is key. Crumble is key. Crumble. I fell in love with crumble. So growing up, I never liked sausage because they used to pre-cut it sliced, which I didn't never like because you lose all the flavoring, you lose all the fat. Yeah. Oh, they would it would air out. So then I started working on Lombardi's as a kid, and I saw that was the first place where they actually crumbled sausage onto the pizza at that time. And I was like, this is amazing. How this hot is- was the pizza? How hot was the oven at Lombardi's? It was like nine something. Yeah, so the, it would get cooked through. It would get by cooked the time, through. Yeah. So I don't know why they. I don't remember why they switched over to slice now. But the slice, the yeah, the long slices of sausage that just looks bad. Yeah, oh, just- the long slice where it looks like gyro meat. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, not like good. That's not. You know what's pizza you're not going to approve of? But I love when I I'm from Washington D.C. So I take the Amtrak down a lot. They got the crumbled sausage pizza at Don Pepe's in Penn Station. This little slice shop on the main. Yeah, you would do- you would Penn totally Station? not approve. Yeah, in Penn State, it's it's. Have you been there, Emil? No. But you will. Have- People poo-poo it. It's good. It's like Google that yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm trying to poo-poo on the train. It's <laughs> John Pepe's. I mean, people. You're from DC. People yeah. like pizza that they remember too. Like growing yeah. up, similar to that. And like, I feel like there is that right. There's that association. Like you grow up in St. Louis. St. Louis style pizza is like always going to be that special thing. You mind. You grow up in Detroit. Detroit style pizza is always going to be special. Gonna be the spe- exactly. I'll never forget like that place in. I think it was a chain in Maryland called Lido's. We don't, Lido's doesn't cut corners. And so it was like square, super thin, like cracker crust. And they always had the, I remember the pepperonis, they always had the like good pepperonis that kind of cupped up, like full of oil you burn your mouth on. And it was like, you know, that was, I haven't had it in years, but that was like, tasted good to me when I was a kid. Also, but that being said though, a lot of the pizza we owners now aren't from New York. They're from the Midwest. So they they implement that idea of what they had growing up into their pizzerias. And that's why I'm like I'm like I don't like this. Kind Have of you been to Detroit and had Detroit style? No, not yet. All right, so I was there a few weeks ago, randomly on a trip with friends. Went to Louis because also, what's the other big uh, Detroit place? Um, I'm blanking. Buddies. Yeah, it was closed. There was a power outage like in half of Detroit because of wind. It was really good. It's like a great sort of Sicilian slice, but it's not as doughy and stuff. Like the the underside gets super crispy and crunchy. Mm-hmm. It's not as heavy, and then they kind of do the sauce on top and. I don't know. It was. I was like, that I've, was ne- really I've never heard of anyone complain about having a bad Detroit. It's just, yeah. it's just all the goodness is there. Like and they the just, butter and the fat, yeah, everything. Exactly. Everyone. They just opened one around the corner from me on 23rd and 8th, which I'm, I'm curious to op- check it out. Wait, it literally just opened a Detroit style pizza like oh, slice oh. shop. It's kind of the worst name ever. It's called. I want to say it's called Lions and Tigers and Squares. <laughs> But but I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. All right, let me ask you a question. Be honest now. Okay. When you were a kid, did you ever get the chicken cutlet pizza? There was no such thing as a chicken cutlet pizza. They've had that for a long time. You see the little chicken cutlet. I always want to get it, but I'm drunk. They never had. You got to understand, when we were kids, the only pizza by the slice that we had. You talk like you were a kid like in 1962. No, it was like 1995, (laughs) 96. I mean, the only slice, you only could get cheese, extra cheese, sausage, pepper, like the normal stuff. Sicilian slices, like. Get a fruit drink, like a punch, like a fruit punch or iced tea, and like that's it. One thing that I love about scars is you guys always have a mushroom slice. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Too. I don't get mushroom slice. What like, do you mean you don't get mushroom well, slice? Right, the worst, that's traditional New York. Slice. I know, but the worst is when they do like the canned mushrooms and they're kind of thick and that's Ooh, a lot. Yeah, those, and are wet those, and those are gross. Yeah. We don't do that. We actually we get a baby. Uh, what's it called? Baby portobello mushroom. Mm-hmm. We slice them up. We drain up, like dehydrate them. And then put them what back do you mean dehydrate? What does that mean? We dry them off. We put them in the oven, let them uh-huh. toast on to get all the water out. Okay, and then what do you do? And then we throw it on the slice. 
Do you just throw just it on? Do you toss them an olive oil or anything, or just throw them on straight? No, just throw it on. I just feel like that doesn't have enough flavor. It's like no, no, a baby port, but, but a baby portobello has a ton of flavor. But it's cooked. and if you and if you go through that step of kind of like getting out getting some of the water. water, you concentrate the flavor. The water doesn't water. Canned down the mushrooms slice. are not good. I, no, a lot I of places I'm use canned saying, mushrooms. I feel like canned mushrooms are not good, but regular mushrooms, like you need to like toss them like in the pan with the oil and salt and get them all like roasty and crispy. We put salt and pepper. I let me say we don't go crazy. We're not done with the toppings yet, Scar. Okay, what other topping? You say blue cheese, olives. Olives, yeah. olives are fine. No, you don't like olives. Come on, Kalamata olives I do like. Do you really? Yeah, olives are good. A meal. I love olives. Those black pizza. ones, also oh, the I, weird black rings, also from a can. Yeah, those, those freak are from. Me out. It's just the can stuff. That's you're traumatized. You're traumatized by canned toppings. That's that's what it is. Anchovies. I love anchovies. I like Bocaron more. I, okay. We we use Bocaron. So as you just lay them on there. I lay on. We put Boca, I like the pickled. I tell people to get it with pepperoni. So it's like you get that pickled anchovy with the pepperoni. It's well, it's really good. good. It's like my. You know, it's not just like just. Crazy salt, you get no, kind of that. No, like, it's like get that pickling flavor to it. I mean, like, are there any stupid toppings that you guiltily have a pleasure? I mean, look, I'm like the kind of person who like delights in the you know the high and the low. Like, I will admit that I took Lauren, my fiance, to the a pizzeria that had uh, put pasta on their pizza for the first time. <laughs> I've seen oh that. We were out drunk one time. I've seen those you know, before. Like, yeah, it was actually at Roma. Roma Pizzeria, that real, that's real bad. It's like on, it's on oh, Delancey. The late night yeah. spot? Late night spot. <laughs> oh and like, God. there's literally like, like this somebody. This pizza will fill you up. There's yeah. somebody passed out in the corner. <laughs> They're like three girls crying for whatever reason. And then, you know, we got like a that... buffalo buffalo chicken slice. A tor- Ooh, I've never gotten a, one of those. A tortellini slice. And then like a ra- <laughs> barbecue ranch slice. And, <laughs> and, see, and she was, she was so horrified because Lauren is like very much like, she like. She's very farm to table. She like worked at Chez Panisse. extremely farm to table. A great, a great lover of Scar's pizza and of Scar, but like she was just like we're eating it, and she's—I mean, we were both real drunk, anyways—and she was just like, "I mean, this is bad food. This is bad <laughs> I food." I love it when you get like, the like, pizza with like the baked ziti on top oh, of the pizza. Yeah. It's Whoa. so, it's so gnarly. There's well, that, this, can I get a slice with extra carbs, please? <laughs> But that's not that's not traditional New York. New no, York no, no, like, no. But, like, no, but, but you know what I'm talking about. You see these slice shops now where they're now putting, yeah, from buffalo chicken to chicken cutlets to pasta on top. They're just sort of loading. So I don't even have chicken. Like, I don't even have chicken in my shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's talk about on the higher end. So there's obviously been in the last several years uh, a sort of a boom of of more artisanal style wood fired pizza places. Let's take Roberta's for instance, which okay. out in Brooklyn, which is very much a destination. Where are you on Roberta's? Well, come on. Pizza-wise, I'm not. A, I've never been a fan. From the, from the day they opened, I've never. What What are you not a fan of? Because I'm going to disagree with you. But go ahead first. You know, I used to think I, maybe I didn't like wood-fired pizzas. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, but then I had Raza, and I was like, okay, I do like wood-fired pizza, but made this way. Raza's amazing. Roberta's is not pizza-wise. I don't think it was amazing. I've eaten there like a bunch in the last eight years. So so you still all go back. It tastes different. Yeah, I go back. Yeah. I have friends there that work. Like one of my friends is the sous chef. One of the owners is actually used to be a promoter back in the day that I'm friends with as well. Like I'm, I'm being honest. Like my I friends, think, I always think their other, their other, their food kitchen food's great. Was I delicious. Love it. Yeah, their kitchen food's great. Now they have a really good wine program. But their pizza, I never thought it was anything special. I think sticky buns are amazing. Sticky too. buns are amazing. I think <laughs> the, the, the kitchen, <laughs> the kitchen, the regular dishes. I, what I do like about, what I think Roberta's does really well. And like I said it's it's that softer crust that gets a little soupy in the middle and puffy on the outside. I think they the way they disperse their toppings. So if you get like the Millennium Falco or whatever, they do a, a tiny amount of like four different toppings, really finely and crumbled and everything. So you get a lot going on without it 
weighing down the, the pizza itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, th- I think they've got a nice light hand <laughs> Scott, when like, it yeah, comes to the topic. Wow, well, he's just not buying it. Nah, no, nah. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> like that's one of the main reasons too. Like I don't, I didn't do a, a pie only joint. Like a lot of places do yeah. pie only because it, it raises their checks, check yeah. margins, and profit margins, and they also. When you go into that pizzeria, you're always going to get a fresh, you're guaranteed a fresh slice of pizza. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, me, I'm not as busy as like those places that have a line. Like, if you're going to go to Slice Shop with a line out the door, they're always going to have a fresh slice. For you. Yeah. I'm not that busy. So when people come in for the first time in our shop, they don't, I, 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 I go to people, I'm like, yo, just order a pie. Just be out in 10 minutes. Uh, try it that way. Don't try a slice. It's probably, you know, it might be out there for like, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes. A couple more questions. Uh, what about up in New Haven? Actually, I haven't eaten there in like 10 years. We're going actually, me and a bunch of our friends, we're going to go next week. Where are you going to go? Everywhere. Modern, Sally, Pepe's. Got to go. Sally's is, Sally's is my favorite. I'll be honest with you. Lombardi's back in the day was, I'm not saying currently, but when I was growing it was, I've never had cold. That was probably the best pizza I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah. It was better than any other Before cold oven. Before they expanded and everything. Yeah. yeah. It was better than any other cold oven. It was better than New Haven at the time. We tried because when I, I didn't even know what the hell cold oven was until I right. worked at Lombardi. So. I've had up and down experiences at Pepe's, which I've been to a bunch. And the last time I went, it just, for whatever reason, it was a little off. Oh, like Pepe's, the, they have like eight locations. Yeah. Like it's, it, you know. Sally, I do like at the original ones, like you will get, like there literally will be coal soot on your dude, pizza. It, I remember the awesome. first time I ever ate at Sally's and I looked around and everybody's eating and they've got like, They've got like a layer of coal dust, like soot underneath their mouth, like in their beard coal, or whatever. You will get, you will literally get black lung if you eat at Pepe's. Coal, or you work there. Coal imparts a special flavor to pizza that no other oven could impart. Yeah. yeah. What's your thoughts on gluten-free pizza? It's a farce. <laughs> <laughs> if people actually took the time to like study wheat, like you know, Indians used to eat wheat for thousands of years, and like you know, like grain has been around for a long time. It's just. People don't understand what's what makes wheat bad for you is the way they process it. Yeah, you always hear like I always heard that wheat Chad's is, wife Liz Brewer, she can eat his bread and she has some. I, I could be completely wrong here, Emil. Is what I've always heard that some sort of gluten issue. But if you eat really good sourdough that's gone through the process and really the, all the fermentation, that sort of eliminates a lot of the crap that our is hard is to digest. The only I don't use a sourdough starter. I use a cake yeast for our starter, mm-hmm. and it doesn't affect anyone here. Like I eat it, I'm fine. Like it, our pizza, you eat, it's like you don't feel like shit, and like after you know. After half hour, like or whatever, well, it's Imm- almost immediately. Qu- you should you should use that as your motto. <laughs> <laughs> we thought about putting it on, on our shirts for a while. <laughs> but also, we, we, were kid, about- we knew kids were going to buy the t-shirt, so we didn't want to put it on t-shirts. But there's also something about the quality of the wheat itself. Yeah, of course. Like yeah, where it's our, coming from. We like, got all our wheat from upstate New York. So, well, Scar, thanks uh, very much for coming by. Uh, I'm real hungry right now. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I didn't bring any pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not. No, I know. We'll be back. <laughs> thanks, Emil. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. The Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced by Carrie Polis and Christina Che and produced and edited by Emma Wartsman. Our theme music is by Nathaniel Wartsman. We have new episodes every Wednesday, and if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.